Hi, I'm Dr. Andrea Stover, licensed marriage and family therapist, and you're listening to the Modern Day Romantic Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. The theme for today's episode actually came to me in my dream last night, so I thought, okay, I'm just going to roll with this. Uh, These words kept flashing in my mind in the dream, which were compatibility versus coincidence. So I took some time and tried to unpack the dream a bit. And uh, I think it was wanting to be birthed as a, as a podcast episode. So here it is. Um, you know, I did an episode on synchronicity versus serendipity in romantic encounters. And I would say this maybe is like a part two to that episode. So it's similar to, but different from. So let's just kind of start off with talking about coincidences. And a coincidence can be, uh, you know, big, small. I think when in when we're talking about relationships, when they kind of start to pile up uh, or pile on to one another, it feels like, oh my gosh, like there's this coincidence, that coincidence. So let's just say, oh, we both come from families where we're the oldest and there's two younger siblings. Oh, we both have a sister named Sarah. Oh my gosh, we both like pineapple on our pizza. And we both wanted to be astronauts and went to space camp at age seven. And, you know, you can kind of get the flavor here. So there's all these uh, seemingly similarities uh, between the two of you because of these various coincidences, or you have a particular quirk or a routine or ritual around something that you think is so unique to you and no one else in the world does it. And then, oh my gosh, this person we just met and they do this too. So, so coincidences, they can be really exciting in that way. They can make us feel really, uh, seen or maybe less quirky or uh, like someone maybe shares in in our experience and it it can be comforting in that way. I think they can be exciting because it almost especially for romantics it can feel like there's this divine uh connection between the two of you like this this overlapping sharedness and this just must be meant to be because we have these similarities or these coincidences that have occurred throughout our life. And this doesn't even have to be qualities, you know, about you as a person or the other person. It it can just be different things that occurred in your life too. So anyways, we've kind of laid the foundation there and the groundwork for coincidences. And we can see how it would be maybe even eerie, but kind of exciting and thrilling to find someone, meet someone where all of these coincidences start to pile up. Okay. So what felt important to contrast with coincidences was the idea or notion of compatibility in a relationship. So I think you can see just by the examples I gave that if that were to be your experience, that you would think, Uh, It would be easy anyways to feel like this person is so similar to, we are, we are so the same, you know, because we've had all of these experiences that are similar to one another. And what I think the, the danger here is kind of conflating coincidences with compatibility. So 
in doing so, uh, if if we kind of would fall into this, we're not really uh, seeing the differences there. So compatibility is based on who you are, who the other person is, and what it's like when the two of you are together, what it's like when uh, you do this thing called a relationship and relate with one another. Compatibility often uh, consists of shared values, shared interests, maybe a shared vision for your life. Uh, but also it's a, it, it can be like in ways that you like to communicate. Uh, maybe you are a real talker and you're looking for someone who's going to really engage with you. Maybe you really spend a lot of time in your feelings or your emotions, and that's an important part of, of you expressing you. So a partner who's compatible with that would either be someone who is similar in that way or doesn't mind being in that emotional space with you. And we can't really tell any of that about a person based on the coincidences that have maybe occurred in your life, right? That would be something separate and something different that almost like your lives have been running parallel to one another, but who are the people whose lives they are, you and your partner? And what are your personalities? What are your temperaments? How did you take those experiences in? How did they shape you? How did they inform who you are and who you want to be and, and who you've become as a result of, of what you've gone through? And we, we can't know that and any of that based on coincidences. So when we look at relationships and we're really diving into compatibility, we're wanting to see how is this relating? What's the quality? What's the feel for the two of these people um, as a couple, as they, they relate and, and attempt to connect with one another? So high compatibility, uh, like I said, maybe you like sharing your feelings and you're with a partner who maybe doesn't share their feelings as much, but doesn't mind being in that emotional space. Okay. Then that's, that's going to be compatible. It's not going to be compatible. Uh, if you are with someone who doesn't find value in talking about feelings or talking about the relationship or talking in general. Right. And so that doesn't, it, it doesn't matter that you both like pineapple on your pizza or, you know, that you come from divorced families or you both went to astronaut or space camp or something, you know, and wanted to be astronauts when you were growing up. None of that really comes into play when we are looking at the meat and potatoes of the relating of what's co-occurring in, in and, and between the two of you in relationship. So we can have a lot of coincidences with someone. And that doesn't mean it doesn't automatically translate to compatibility. And that's the big message here because we want to really know when we're in relationship, we want to be able to look for the signs that we are compatible with someone and maybe the, the flags that uh, it, it means nothing about you or them as a person or people. It just means, hey, these might be challenges for us if, if we're together. So when I think about people that are uh, lower in compatibility, we could, let's use some, some examples here. You know, maybe there's a, a night owl and an early riser that pair together. And maybe you can make that work. I mean, that's, of course, people do that all the time, but maybe that's uh, not quite a compatible combination because when one wants to wind down, the other's just amping up. When I think about 
uh, lower levels of compatibility. I'm thinking about, you know, maybe, maybe people want two different things in life. Maybe people uh, could want a similar thing, but they have very different ways of approaching that. Uh, so I know finances, for example, are something that a lot of couples struggle to uh, be on the same page about in, in their relationship. Maybe one person is, you know, really into, um, banking on the stock market or something like that. And the other is like, no, 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 we need to just be, you know, saving and and not, you know, taking any risks or something like that. So, so you can just see with that example that we're talking about someone's sense of security, someone's sense of safety, you know, material security, material safety, but also I think that translates to emotional needs and, and a feeling of feeling secure in your body too. So when we're looking, and that example is just to kind of illustrate that maybe one of you is a high risk taker and the other is a, a lower on that or, you know, averse to, to taking risks. So how do these two kind of work this out? There are millions, billions of people that have been in relationship with one another. And uh, I can guarantee not everyone is, you know, with their most compatible partner. So this definitely doesn't mean that relationships are doomed or not going to work out. But I do think there is a lot of challenge. It's not just about having more disagreements, let's say, and that we're, there may be more breakdowns in communication. Um, at, but I, I think there's going to be a lot more energy that has to be invested in self-defining, being clear about where you are. And then being able to hold the tension between you and your partner who sees something very differently. So likely prone to more disagreements, more breakdowns in the communication, maybe more tension, more stress, uh, maybe kind of feeling like it's burdensome to try to have another conflict or another confrontation with your partner. And so maybe just shutting down through time. So these things that would be incompatible are the ways in which it's it's like how each of us communicate, how we fight with one another, how we make decisions, you know, those, those fundamental differences there. I think a lot of times in relationships, people are drawn to someone who appears to be different from them because that's attractive. That seems exciting. That seems, and, and how, how fun is it when you, uh, you know, find someone different, but also with all those coincidences, you know, it's like, wow, this thing's really going to work. This is the best of both worlds. You know, like we get to learn from each other. There's difference here, but we've got this overlapping similarity because of these coincidences. Okay. Well, research will tell us that the couples who have the greatest sense of satisfaction in their relationship oftentimes are the ones that are more similar. Those are the couples that stay together, let's say, are the ones that end up being more similar to one another than different from one another. And why is that? Well, again, I think it's because of this tension, you know, every day, uh, the day-to-day with someone. That's that's a relationship through time is sharing in the day-to-day. And through time, you know, that, that kind of grading or that wearing of, oh my gosh, it's the same fighter, that the same 
impasse that we run into day after day, week after week, month after month, and sometimes, you know, year after year, that, that really can wear a person down. So, so I'm saying all of this because when we compare and contrast the coincidences between two people and maybe how they came to be together and uh, just shared history, uh, shared types of experiences they've had in their life, that does not translate to automatic compatibility. And what I think can happen is we can kind of use one uh, and and kind of replace it for the, or have it almost be like the, the spokesperson on behalf of compatibility. Like, no, 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 we are because of this, that, and the other. All of this is really important because no matter who you're partnered with, no matter if you are single, you want to be in relationship with yourself. You want to know yourself and you want to be able to be really clear about what works best for you and what you're looking for in and through relationship with someone. And for romantics, I think they're prone to falling into the the thrill and the excitement and the story. Oh my gosh, the amazing stories, you know, of, of all of these, oh gosh, I'm thinking of, you know, sometimes you hear those stories of all along, like people were living in the same city and didn't even know. And for years and years, and then one day they just bump into one another and they actually ended up living in the same building or neighborhood. And like, oh my gosh, the, all of those missed, you know, encounters and chances to, to run in. And now we're here and we're together and it's all okay. That okay, That's beautiful. That's wonderful. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be compatible with one another. So this, for whatever reason, was percolating in my unconscious last night in my dreams. And I felt like, let's just take the comb and, and kind of go through this and see what we can come up with. Compatibility is really important in a relationship long term. And I, I think it's even for, uh, let's, just, let's just think about it this way, in terms of your nervous system that not every day or you know weekly that there's going to be some big uh confrontation or an a clash of in some sort it's okay and it's of course you're going to have some of that but if you find yourself more stressed out uh in relationship because of the incompatibilities in in the ways that the two of you operate then I think that's something to, to really reflect upon and see how you kind of came to be in the relationship to begin with. And maybe it's because, hey, there were all these coincidences and I kind of just conflated that with compatibility and I didn't know. Couples where there's high degrees of compatibility are going to be able to more easily navigate their way through bigger life decisions or the unexpected that happens in life, because I almost, uh, it's not about being the same as one another, but it's about being similar enough and kind of grounded, uh, rooted in the same pot or in the, the same soil. So even if those two people are operating, you know, independent of one another, they're going to end up in a similar destination, whether or not they're together or apart, because that's innately who they are. Whereas the couples that are more incompatible, they might get to uh, 
a similar place, but it's going to be a lot more work. It's going to be a lot more effort. And there's something really rewarding about that. Hey, we kind of have gone through a lot together here and we still were able to get to this destination. And and I think that's very meaningful as well. I think that the feeling tone or the quality of couples that are more compatible getting to some place is going to be very different from those that have to to fight and struggle and kind of duke it out with one another, hash it out uh, frequently. But that also is the place and space where we can really grow, where, you know, that tension, that feeling of if, if we don't have something creating a little bit of discontent, what motivation do we have to really change anything? So here I go. I'm, I'm kind of doing both sides of this thing here. Ultimately, it's going to feel better in the day-to-day to be with someone who's more compatible. I think you're going to have greater satisfaction in your relationship in your day-to-day. If you're with someone where there's less compatibility, I think it's going to be more stressful in your day-to-day. I also think that there's a lot of potential there for growth, for stretching, for uh, maybe finding a new way, that you know, a, a unique way that works for, you know, you plus your partner. So I, I think looking at compatibility, it's it's not simple. It's very personal. And the main thing I wanted to talk about with this is if you're early on in a relationship, I think it's important to know that coincidences don't always equate to compatibility with the person. And just to be mindful of that. And if you're already in a relationship, and if you're listening to this, then maybe you're you're kind of reflecting on your relationship. Then, then maybe think about, oh, did we have coincidences? Did I construct a narrative? Did I come up with a story about how we were so similar because X, Y, and Z? And now that we're together, maybe we live together and or been together for a long time. I think we can adapt through time as well. But hey, I realize we're not quite as similar as what I thought we were. And I think sometimes you know, this this can be the crux of a lot of, it's, it's not about not knowing how to communicate in general, you know, in relationship struggles. It's, it's about this incompatibility and, and just coming at it from very different places. So the challenge there is, can we co-create? Can we get creative here and come up with something that works for both of us, where one of us doesn't have to feel like we have to shut down or not be ourselves in order to appease the partner and have kind of a false sense of, of peace or getting along. But it's, it's not if one person has to go silent or, you know, can't fully be themselves. So, all right, that is what I have. I think it's a very, very interesting topic to think about, you know, the beginnings and coincidences and, uh, shared experiences as each of you have been living your lives and then coming together and testing that, you know, with and through compatibility to see how that translates. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next episode. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you're interested in learning about ways to work with me, head over to my website, themoderndayromantic.com. From there, 
you'll be able to contact me and learn a bit more about the customized intensives and retreats I offer both individuals and couples. You'll also be able to support future podcast production via Patreon. There are several membership levels to choose from, including the Beating Hearts Club, which gives you access to exclusive content every month. Thanks so much for your support, and I'll see you next episode.